Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by someone I've got quite a bit in common with right now. I don't have my belt. I forgot my belt, Ollie. It's in the office. Yeah, yeah, are you, go, are you getting withdrawal symptoms I'm, that much? I'm, I need to. I'm going to go get it after we've recorded the the, the intros and outros, but before we go live. Okay. Well, it's the fake news jam that champion Pequenel. Well, where's your belt? It's at home. <laughs> Why is it not here? Because sometimes I cycle in, mm-hmm. and it's a heavy old boy, is the it championship. Is. Sure it is, yeah. That's one of the main benefits of having the new one, is that it's nice and light on your shoulder. Much lighter. Yeah, mine mm. is the... Uh... Wait, it was the original design. Never quite finished. <laughs> Had a sticker on it, Ollie. What? Yeah. Yeah, but you, you underneath it's just as good. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, underneath, yeah, it's a replica belt. That's a right? real replica belt. Yep. It's a real belt, replica. It's a real good belt. It's the yep. real world's belt. Yeah, exactly. But our belt is an actual belt that got made for us, mm-hmm. our proper one. The real Jam That Championship. It's beautiful. You know? Yes. Um, but yet yeah, you're, again, not going to be on the live reactions. It's me and Luke. Whose fault's that? <laughs> it's your fault. It's yours. You're like, I'm not going to defend it. <laughs> I really want to watch Revolution live, I'll you be honest. You can watch Revolution. Yeah. Actually, actually, good question. Mm. Do you prefer consuming wrestling? I'll give you three options. Okay. Alone. Mm-hmm. It's probably the worst one, right? Sure. Uh, with people, but it has to be to create content. So like mm-hmm. the live reactions would be that. Sure. Or just by yourself having fun. No, sorry, with, with people, but not making content. With people having fun is easily the best, mm. followed by live reactions, followed by watching by yourself. Yeah. So what you could go around somebody's house. I could, watch it. but I won't, because I don't think I know anyone that's actually going to be watching it live. Do so. a call out to the SWAF Nation. The thing is, I'm busy on Sunday daytime, uh, so I'm going to have to like get back and, and stuff like that. Tell me about it. Ask me what I'm doing. What are you doing on Sunday? 4 p.m. IMAX Leicester Square. Ooh. The Batman. The Batman. Very good. Are you excited for it? I am crazily excited. Mm. I was just putting the finishing touches on the Cineworld Channel's interview with Paul Dano. 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 Yeah. Like Big Dano. Dano. And Jeffrey Wright. Mm. And, you know, it has a lot of clips in. Oh, my God. 
it's, it's uh, Giacchino's, Michael Giacchino, Giacano. Do you know his name, how to say it? Nope. I read a lot of stuff and I never say it out loud. <laughs> Michael Giacchino. Uh-huh. His score. Oh, it's like on the edge of being distorted. Or there's something <laughs> wrong with my headphones. Ooh, fun. Mm. That's not good. But no, 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 it's good. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, it's like when stuff... Do you not like certain bands where they have such a distorted sound that you could have it on, like, the second or third lowest volume mm -hmm. and it still sounds too loud? No, I don't enjoy that. Oh. It sounds like an inconvenience more than anything. Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> uh, Sleigh Bells are a, a good band for that. I'll take your word for it. Mm. I'm, no, do you want to ask me what I'm doing on Sunday? Okay. What, what are you doing on Sunday? I'm playing role-playing games. Nerd. With Tom. What? Adam, I know him. Rosie and Dom. Shut up. I know. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Adam keeps inviting people to do board gamey things. To be fair, though. And not me. Adam didn't invite me. <laughs> Tom did. <laughs> bless. Yeah. So bless him. It should mm. be. I'm really excited. When Andy got invited to a board game night mm. round. Adams with editor Terry. I was like, what the hell's I haven't even been asked? Yeah. Same. Wasn't asked to be in Lord of the Board? No, nor was I. I haven't been asked to be in CBW. You were. Roster's full. Yeah, hey, hey, is. there is a story. <laughs> there is a story to continue. I wasn't asked to be in the first one. Adam didn't mm. even know me for the CBW yeah. first one, but you should have asked me anyway. Love the role playing. Would have been would have been great. Yeah. You like to dungeon master I do mostly but uh, I imagine you'll be a playable sure will Tom. be playing yes uh, I, I really enjoy playing as well I just DM a lot but I also enjoy playing the games what so game I'm, you playing I'm gonna be playing worldwide wrestling as in CBW what because Tom wants to experiment with some stuff for Okay, all right, yeah, this yeah, makes yeah. me feel better. And it's also, the pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. Sure. And also there's going to be some, I think he said there was some psychological horror with the dread system I think he's using as well. So we're going to be doing two things. Oh, what? So does that mean there's going to be a mechanic, <coughs> sorry, COVID, where people get more insane? I don't know. As the stories go on I haven't played on the dread system. I don't know. That's why I'm excited to, to play and find mm. out. So we're going to be doing both. Um, but I've already got a character ready for the uh, CBW style resting one. Oh, Should just be before good. you tell us, just, mm. I'm just going to say, because this was two years ago. Sure was. And not a great, like, you, you know, a moderate amount of people watched it. Mm. But I don't know. It's a wrestling role playing game. That folks, it is. Where you come up with a character, you wrestle matches. The the DM is called the GM. Yeah. And I mean, they the, take the, you through the, stories. The, the GM is what you use for most games. But it's general manager, right? Not games, yes, master. Not games master. Yes. Whereas DM is very specific to Dungeons and Dragons because mm. they like to have their own branding for everything. So please continue your character. Um what I, I don't know whether I want to say. Would anyone You were just any, about would, to would, before would, I Yeah, I know, but then I thought about it and I was like, well, of all the people that I'm playing with Maybe they listen to the AEW podcast. They won't, but no. maybe they do. Um, so Rosie doesn't watch wrestling. <laughs> no. Adam won't watch it. No. Tom, maybe, but he, he'll, need, he'll, he'll need to know what mm. your character is in advance anyway. That's true. I think um, he's safe. It was, it was a very vague concept that I came up with when CBW was first happening in the early days of 2020. Because um, I was like, oh, this sounds like fun. 
it seems pretty cool and all of you are playing very cartoony over the top kind of like the 90s era wrestler plus job kind of character apart from golden joe that apart was from a lot of the the npcs were like that the biggest emotional hook of the entire of course series. yeah yeah that's yeah. the one um wait bigger than kid flips in the milk but you're crazy uh, i don't know i think golden joe's the more interesting character i, I don't know you say emotional hook though oh, i feel like i was more beat up his own emotionally dad. hooked by well i so did kid flips <laughs> yeah but they embraced at the end mm. Also, spoilers for CBW. Who were you? It's been out two years. I know. Who were you more invested in seeing what happens next? Kid flips and the milkman. Yeah. They wrap their little story up with mm-hmm. a with a bow. Yeah. There was a, there was definitely a cliffhanger in oh, your yeah. story. That yeah. much is for sure. Rave reviews. Mm. I believe one review. This is genuine. Said mm. uh, the continuing relationship between Golden Joe and Silver Bro was quote appointment viewing. Oh, that is. It's the and only it's review of rates. CBW that exists online, and <laughs> and I've said I've remembered that quote. It's very good. Um, the the character that I came up with, uh, is essentially, I I think I'm going to call him the caddy, even though he would just be a golfer essentially, and he'd just do a load of golf puns. <laughs> he you know he wouldn't win in three, he'd win in four, because you know you hit the four and you hit the oh okay, thing. so you know yeah but that. I, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I sorry, mm-hmm. I don't want a backseat gimmick. Of course not. But yeah. to me, you would use the four thing uh-huh. when you uh, maybe throw something, mm-hmm. or you the, because golf is so much about being under par. Mm-hmm. Surely you'd want to win in two. Mm. See, both are good. You could do a birdie or a both are good. Uh, but then or... you would just be <coughs> cheating. Whereas if you win in yeah, four, yeah, then you wouldn't win a match. You know, yeah, no. you're just dominant if you win in mm. four. It's like Biggie's five count. It was very cool. You know, it's just like that. What you know, other what other bits? I, I don't know. You just make a load of golf puns. That's all I got. Like that's what you need to know when you just go into it. You know, he doesn't. He he he's not a cheat. He wins in a fair way. <laughs> you know, that is good <laughs> stuff like that. It's a, that's all it is. What else happens in golf? Hole in one. Mm-hmm. What's the finisher? I don't know yet. I need, I need like I say. I've come up with a character. I've come up with a concept of a character. I need to actually like think about it more. I think you want so obviously the weapon's going to be the golf, of course, golf club. club. Yeah, but uh, maybe to to sort of go in a different direction to the bowling ball spot that people would always do in the mm-hmm. corner into yep. the guy's balls. You'd set them up in the corner, and that'd be the the short grass game. Mm. Put the the golf ball down. Yeah, put the ball mm-hmm. into his penis. Yeah. But Big it would it'd be very slow, but they'd sell it. Like, yeah, it's crazy. exactly right. So it's like a it's a it's a small, much smaller ball, but the momentum that it would have would be so much more. Obviously, the placement works, the accuracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, should we get into some more crap gimmicky <laughs> stuff after AEW? There's Ring of Honor to talk about. Yeah, it's back, baby. Here's the show. Ring of Honor to AEW confirmed. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell. Welcome to the AEW Dynamite Review Podcast. Please, if you haven't already, give us a subscribe. Send in your Omega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support or read out every single one of them over $5 before the end of the show. That's US dollars, not Australian dollars. 
or Canadian dollars. Well, not Canada. I don't even dignify <laughs> Canada with a like to say their currency. It's a joke. Do subscribe right. because we've got loads of especially you Canadians coming. out there. If you could subscribe, that'd be lovely. It's free. Yeah, <laughs> loads of content coming up over the next few days, particularly predictions for AEW Revolution right after this show and the Revolution live reactions on Sunday. But before we get to any of that, the biggest thing on this episode of Dynamite was the opening segment. It was Tony Khan's huge teased announcement. And it wasn't really anything to do with Revolution. Mm -mm. It was that Tony Khan is the new owner of Ring of Honor. Pretty big deal, that one. Pretty, pretty. pretty, I think that ticks the box of the level of announcement he was teasing. I agree. I think this was a a, a worthy announcement. Um, I do have a, a a slight criticism of it though. Oh my god! Can we can we do some positives first? Isn't that cool? For a, it's nice. It's good. Well done, AEW. That's let me, nice. Let me quickly run down how it came about. Please do. Tony Schiavone, Tony Khan. You know the two tone mm. dynamic duo from Impact Wrestling are in the ring. They're in Daly's place. Rubbish crowd. Yeah. All night. Not been great. I don't know if they were mic'd wrong, but it just felt like they were kind of disinterested. Yeah. Felt a bit false, early. Mm, a little bit. Yeah. Maybe it's symptomatic of overrunning the area. Um, but Tony Khan said, here's my big announcement. He did it as Tony Khan. It wasn't like a character or anything. There was no kayfabe bits. He said, we started this company out there in that parking lot three years ago. A lot of you were here. Thank the fans. It, seemed, it was very nice mm. the way he did it. And then he said... But another company started 17 years ago, and it's Ring of Honor, and I I am the new owner. Not AEW has mm-hmm. bought it. Tony Khan is the new owner. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that... I don't know if that is a specific thing to dive into. I feel like it's it's significant. Mm. It It's not like, you know, AEW now owns Ring of Honor, because I think, I think that would make it sound like it's Ring of Honor as a subsidiary of... AEW, which it still might be. That might be how it's still used going forward. Um, but we don't really know yet in what capacity it's going to be used in, which is kind of my lower criticism. Mm. Is that <clears throat> I don't know why this needed to be announced on Dynamite. Because if you're not going to explain how you're going to use Ring of Honor, because they've not got any of the talent, because the talent were all released from their contracts, so it's not like they're bringing in a bunch of wrestlers or anything. They've got the assets, they've got the tape library, they've got all of the, you know, the the intellectual property of Ring of Honor. Um, but he just said, "I know I'm Ring of Honor," and that's it. That was the whole <laughs> announcement. That was it. There wasn't like a, and that means we're going to have Ring of Honor wrestlers coming in here. Doesn't mean AEW is going to be AEW wrestlers going to be going over to Ring of Honor. There was no like explanation or expectation of how it's going to impact. AEW programming at all which is why I don't think it really needed to be announced on Dynamite like it's a big deal by all means but speaking to the AEW Dynamite audience and the the people watching at home not explaining how that's actually going to impact the week-to-week show of AEW Dynamite or Rampage or Dark or Dark Elevation or whatever I just feel like it was a bit like okay that's cool and what you gonna do with it um which he doesn't have to announce but I felt like if he was announcing it on Dynamite, he probably should have, or at least had gave some sort of indication. That was my thing. I was like, "That's cool, not good for you, Tony." 
And that was where I was at. I wasn't like, oh my God, they bought Ring of Honor. They're going to do this thing. They're going to mm. do this thing. Oh, wow. I was like, good for you, Tony. That's nice. I suppose you could compare this with other similar instances in AEW's history. Mm -hmm. The Winter is Coming crossover mm -hmm. with Impact. When Kenta showed up mm -hmm. at the end of a Dynamite episode. I would say both of those, I was immediately like, yes, I know what's coming here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then, like, I must admit, my expectations were not met. No. I, I feel like the Impact thing was quite a missed opportunity. So maybe that's good that we're starting off a bit less unexplained. I think the the very practical reason to announce it like this is because you get people to tune in for the go-home show to sell Revolution. It was a tactic that worked very well for them before, where they're like, we're gonna, we've got a huge announcement. Mm -hmm. And AEW, to their credit, have a history of delivering on the big announcements. Mm -hmm. And they've done it again for me. Um, so you get more people to watch. They've got a lot of competition right now with the news. The news is just eating all ratings. So there's, there's one reason to do it. I'm sure it popped them a rating. And I, I'm talking as more of like a, just a fan perspective, not thinking mm. about the business side of it or whatever, or the ratings or whatever, just as a, as a fan of the content of the TV show. I don't think it really helped the show in this particular week. If, the, if that I'd makes agree sense. With that. Yeah. I, because I hadn't thought of, when I got into the office, I was like, it's all I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Thank God producer Rich was there. Because <laughs> he, you know, he's got the OG Ring of Honor hoodie mm -hmm. he always wears. And I, I love Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor was one of the things that saved me from just falling out of wrestling in 2010, 2011, when Jim Cornette had the book. Mm. Like one of my all-time favorite runs of any promotion is that sort of Davey Richards, Eddie Edwards, the rise of Carlo Riley, American Wolves, Kevin Steen, El Generico. What happened to him? Yeah, who knows? So I love Ring of Honor. And then I, kept, I was like, yes, this is awesome. Because I keep thinking honor invasion angle mm -hmm. you, so just yeah. i just wanted to quickly point out that you just said you know in previous things of AEW, my expectations weren't really met so what are your very level-headed expectations you've got for this then it's going to be an industry changing invasion storyline <laughs> well i got i got into the office and we, me and rich were talking about it and both you and andy were like i don't ha i don't really have any affiliation to ring of honor which i you know what is totally fair enough because mm. They haven't really been relevant. I would argue Bullet Club were relevant mm -hmm. when it was last a thing, so yep. 2016 to 18. Haven't really been relevant and very, 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 very good for a decade. Mm -hmm. So when you hear this news, you're understandably like, cool. That's nice. And, yeah. I, and I suppose to you it kind of just looks, I used to have a friend at, at junior school. I won't say his name, but he, he had a lot of money mm. and he let you know it. And he, oh, yeah. would, he would just be like, hey, look at this thing I've just bought. Mm -hmm. Look at this thing I've just bought every Monday. Mm -hmm. Something new he got over the weekend. And I guess it is. it does kind of come off a bit like, hey, I just bought this thing, everybody. Yeah. Good for me. Isn't that, isn't that great? Did you feel like there wasn't enough of an explanation of why it is also good for you as an AEW fan? Exactly. Mm. Yeah. As uh, From a fan perspective, it was like, Okay, and so I understand the history of Ring of Honor and why it would, why it in theory would benefit AEW, but it just wasn't explained that way. So as well, I, I keep saying like you know if a, a casual AEW fan, I don't know if a casual AEW fan really exists, but <laughs> a more casual AEW fan who doesn't necessarily have the history of Ring of Honor or anything like that, they're like, 
all right, why, why is this a big deal? And it wasn't explained why it's a big deal, if that makes sense. It's, it is a big announcement. It is huge. And I don't want to downplay that it is a huge deal that Tony Khan has purchased Ring of Honor. But it just feels like the... the What's the word for? Gra grandiosity. Grandeur of the announcement wasn't fully explained as to why everyone should care about it. So what, what could have made it okay for you? I think... I assume that Tony Khan has some sort of plan for mm. buying Ring of Honor. Why he bought it was probably, presumably, not just for the tape library. I presume he has some sort of plan for the promotion. Well, the report from Fightful Select just this week was that ROH have TV tapings booked in right the way through to the end of the year. Mm. So you'd assume that TK's had some sort of hand in, you know, uh, channeling the, the, the promotion's future. So some sort of indication as to why that matters to an AEW fan would have been nice, I think. Um, it's not the end of the world. I'm still, you know, it's a, it's a nice announcement and everything. But yeah, just having it be a bit more vert and be like, I purchased Ring of Honor and that means this for you guys. Mm. This is how it's going to impact you in particular. Because without that, it does feel like, I bought a thing. <laughs> Everyone be happy. Yay, yay oh me. Oh my God, you're rich. I'm a billionaire. Yes. Woo. <sighs> Little bit. Like, it, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't... I, d I didn't feel, like, resentful to him. I was like, ugh, rich man or anything like that. But it was a bit like, okay, that's nice for you. Now you're saying this, and I do agree. I think for a, a lot of the younger viewers or people who just weren't following wrestling at the Ring of Honor mm -hmm. heyday time, so, you know, lapsed fans who have come back for AEW, which apparently there are quite a few, you needed something to explain it. You're totally right. So maybe it isn't so much Tony Khan in the ring. Mm-hmm. It could have been one of the, oh, I mean, Cody would have been the best person to, to do yeah. this. So I get, okay, let's stick with Tony. He comes out to the ring. He says that. Cue video package. Yeah. Video package, just like a three, four minute bit explaining the history of ROH. Look at every single member of our roster mm -hmm. that's come through it. And then maybe every now and again, you put in a little shot of Samoa Joe. You put in a little <laughs> shot of Claudio Castagnoli. You know, just to sort of... Yeah, mm. yeah. Would that would that? Have yeah, been I better? think so. I so think it's, it's no like it's not an explanation of plans. It's just here's a reminder of why that's a big deal. Exactly. Yes, yeah. I think that would have been fine. Either yeah, uh, a a history of the past or an indication of the future. Either of those, I think, would have been would have sufficed for me. I think an indication of the future. I think it's right that they didn't say everything right now. That's oh, totally. something you can drip feed over time. But I do think you're right with the past bit particularly with what this immediately ran into which i thought mm -hmm. was a really inspired decision hey we've got christopher daniels and brian, brian danielson so many dans on this on our roster right now they were two of the three people in the first ever main event of the first ever ring of honor show so they both come out they have this like they shake hands for me that just like i was like oh my god <laughs> That, that, That's that, the thing. In that moment, mm -hmm. I was like, mm, yes, Ring of Honor brought all those feelings back to me. And they had, you know, a really good match. Uh, I thought Daniels looked a bit rusty, but, I, you know, the whole occasion was enough. But afterwards, I was like, oh, I wish you kind of like played a clip of that main mm -hmm. event. You own the footage now. Yeah. So it is just a bit like it was a bit detached from the sort of archival potential. Yes, and I'm sure we're going to see more of it in the future in various video packages and stuff like that. But as of the the 
impact of the announcement and being like, here's my my big huge announcement. It felt like a bit like, okay, mm. it it was missing something, you know, just to kind of like put that full stop and that exclamation point on the announcement is all. But do you want to wildly speculate? Good. I feel like you can do that better than I can. <laughs> okay, where do we start? Right. Uh, this is a lot of content to go on the library. Potentially, AEW setting up their own streaming platform. Mm -hmm. Potentially, they've already kind of loosely agreed something, and this is more content to put on a HBO Max or something, which is mm -hmm. with Warner Brothers, so there's that exciting stuff. Then you've also got the idea of what happens to Ring of Honor now, because reportedly it is going to continue to be run as a show, potentially as a touring show, which mm -hmm. was losing a lot of money before, even before the pandemic. Yeah. Is Cody going to win? <laughs> I don't know anymore. I don't like, think so. I, I don't, you know what? I don't think so, but I would have said that about Cody leaving AEW. I would have said, no, he's not going to do that. And then he did. So I don't know. There's this one bit that keeps like just nagging at the back of my head, and it's Cody's like bit at the end of a Sammy Guevara vlog, mm -hmm. and it was just before the end of last year, and he said, "We're gonna do something you've never seen before," mm -hmm. and that's when these sorts of talks would have been happening. Oh, I don't know anymore, Ollie. I don't know. I can't. I honestly can't speculate anymore because. Yeah. The whole Cody thing has just thrown everybody through a loop because that seems like a thing that would never seemed possible before of Cody leaving AEW. And everyone's gone, well, anything can happen at this point, I guess. Well, if it's no Cody, William Regal. That'd be fun. Yeah? Yeah, I'd like that. What about like Ring of Honor? So one thing Meltzer spoke about today was historically... Every sort of combat sports professional wrestling company mm -hmm. that's bought its competitor with the idea of running it by itself. Yes. About a year in, they go, ah, you know what? There's a reason we were able to buy this company. It's because it was a pretty dead brand yeah. and our brand is better. Uh -huh. Let's just run the shows as AEW because you'll get more people. AEW is a more recognizable name than Ring of Honor. Yeah. So... So what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> so continuing with our age as a promotion. AEW Ring of Honor on Friday nights instead of Rampage. Well, I don't know if that will change anything. I think if you do that, it's got to be a brand split, right? I'm not a fan of that. I don't want them to do a brand split. Mm. I, I, I'm not. I'm not keen on that. I don't know whether it is just going to become like a a separate like just just a brand name. Just like a, this is a, a special show that we're calling a Ring of Honor show, but it doesn't actually really mean anything in terms of like grandeur or it's not going to change the product necessarily. Well, they've got their own titles. They've they got do. their own rules, like yeah. the pure championship, the yeah. whole idea of the code of honor. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, they've not really got a great history of a women's division. They did have a women's division, but it was mm -hmm. no, never really to the extent of what it should have been. No. So it's not like AEW can <laughs> make that bit work. No. Uh, oh, there's a Surfshark logo on the screen. Right yeah, I saw that, but I've been, I, I had to get up. So I've been, I've been talking. You can get up, but it's okay. I don't mind giving Surfshark free advertising space. They're amazing. There you go. I fixed it. 
Um, Luke's was that, off. Was that right. what you were so fidgety about? I was, yeah. <laughs> I was checking my phone and I was like, I feel like, am I missing something? Is the stream okay? Because I realized that I can't actually check if the stream's mm. all right. So I just checked my phone. I was like, if someone would have messaged me. Mod Mother would have messaged me. Oh, yeah. She would have let and us know. She did to say, hey, there's a Surfshark logo on the screen. Um, one more thing about the ROH AW stuff is what you just said about Rampage. It's like, I don't think Rampage has been a success. No, I agree. Um, so shouldn't you get that bit right before you buy another thing? I think it depends what you class as a success. Because I think that Rampage is pretty definitively the B show to Dynamite's A show, for sure. Which is something they said they did not want. Exactly. So they yes. failed there. They have failed at what they have set that up to be. I still think it is a fun show mm. and oh. it, and if you're if you're if your barometer for if it's a success or not is is it fun yeah it's still fun it's not a bad show easiest show to watch every week yeah. flies by yeah it's real good fun uh so it, i guess it just depends if what they want out of the show has changed mm. if they're just happy with it being a fun show that gets them a bit more screen time for their talent it's just a slightly better dark or dark elevation cool you can keep that what happens but, to Dark and Dark Elevation? I'll just keep going. <laughs> the man. Tony's taking on too much work. This Maybe is my concern. Here's, okay, so here's another bit. Tony Khan is the one that owns Ring of Honor, not AEW. Mm. Well, that's what was said, yeah. Tony can't run a second promotion alongside AEW because he already does a lot of stuff in AEW. Yeah, you, Triple H, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly where I was going with that point. He did have a Shane McMahon line in this. He did, yes. There's no Shane here. <laughs> just me. The contract does say reference. McMahon. Um, yeah. Um, it so says Khan. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Khan, everyone. Um, yeah, I think he's going to need to at least delegate that to at least one person, you'd assume. Could be Cody. Probably hmm. not. I I think Samoa Joe would be very cool, because you know, Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I you know I think you probably want someone. Uh, Hunter Delirious was the Booker before mm. long long time Booker. Yeah, Gabe Sapowski. Wait, I can't I can't remember people's cancelled status sometimes. I think Gabe's okay. I can't remember. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah. Uh, freaking what's his face? Who runs GCW? Is is really onto something mm. right now? Yeah, sure is. But yeah, I in businesses in warfare, when anyone diversifies too much or they start trying to do too many things, it dilutes the main product. I'm amazed that that hasn't happened to Dynamite already. Mm. If anything, Dynamite's getting better. But I did, you know, burnout with three years in now. The wheels will start to, the wheels historically will start to come off if you keep lumping in things and expecting the same core team to do it. Trust me, it happens with us. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm glad that you put on that expedition of the and expect the core team to do it because yeah. that's what we've been doing. Well, a that's lot the lately. big lesson this year. I yeah. just get more people in there. Get more people in to do the stuff. Yeah. I, I, I did quite like that because it sounded like. You're being very hypocritical at the start of being like, you know, if you diversify too much, then, you know, it dilutes the main product. And that's literally what we did was separate everything and diversify everything onto its own channels. And all very that. different. Very yeah. different. We we simplified the content streams. Yeah. Yeah. And we got a bunch more people, in, which definitely helped. Down. So, yeah.
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Let's see what you guys think. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get in your non-Canadian dollar, please, Omega Chats. Rain Tech says, hi lads, awesome go-home show. And Tony bought ROH, my god. Most talent actually have been let go from ROH, so we might see the several AEW talent, Brian Cage and question marks, move to ROH. This unbloats their roster. Now they need all that talent. I think they might do the uh, the WrestleTalk classic uh, with this, in that we always go like, we've got more people on. That means we can do more content, and then we do more content, and then we get stretched through thinking, ah, we need more people. Then we've got more people, and we're like, we've got more people, we can do more content. So it might be a case where he's gone, Ring of Honor, got all this room, yeah. let's hire more people, bring in more wrestlers. And then they bloat the Ring of Honor roster as well as AEW roster. It's a goddamn baller move to deal with the <laughs> we've got too much talent <laughs> problem. I'll buy another promotion. Buy another promotion. And then buy some more wrestlers. <laughs> that is what you've described, though, is the sign of a healthy, growing company. Yeah. 
Uh, Jacob Smith. Wait, so this whole time I've been manifesting the ROH trios titles? Damn monkeys, poor. <laughs> Good business aside, ROH will be a great feeder league. Dark is developmental, that caters to hardcore fans, while AEW continues to build its excellent global brand. Um, John Wright. Haven't been excited for Dynamite in the last few months. The lack of women on the show, favoritism over ex-WWE stars. But this ROH news has got me back. Treat it as a developmental or a second brand to feature wrestlers you're not using on TV. Is that not what Dark and Dark Elevations? Well, that's. I think with this, they're going to have to restructure yeah. everything. Um, oh, that's just... I've lost my place, weirdly. And um, this, this one, yeah. Top. The Decker Dame. Awesome to hear Calm picking up ROH. It offers exciting new possibilities for talent and encourages fans to check out the upcoming relaunch, mm. which is, I mean, yet in April, that's definitely a must-watch show now. Yeah. Jonathan Hedman. Tony Khan came across like Herb Abrams in his manic excitement. Oh, I hope this means I can fill in my DVD collection soon. Also, cheer up, Pete. Yes, Tony Khan was excited. He was. He was very excited about this. It was adorable. He had a shiny new toy. Yeah. He was like, everyone look at my shiny new toy. The bad one, Jambeard. I said this last night to the Fightful Review Show. Now that AEW have the all-in video footage, which is a huge part we didn't bring up just now, uh, and also now own ROH, make the all-in as the annual Supercard show between AEW, ROH, and maybe even New Japan as well. Annual? It'd be maybe. weird. With with all out taking that place, yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. I yeah. keep all in as like the year one prologue. Mm. Yeah. Um, besides, Forbidden War is the name for the show you're describing. Forbidden Door. Nate S. Ollie, as a businessman who likes businessy business numbers stuff, maybe you can explain. How long would a deal like this take to come about? Do you think TK have been in these talks for months, weeks? Would he have had influence on their schedule before now? I mean, that could vary. Yeah, yeah. Right? How long's a piece of string? That sort of yeah. argument. Um, because you know, as you can see with Chelsea and, and Abramovich right now, they are rushing that through something fierce mm. because the government will freeze it otherwise. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, if Sinclair wanted to offload it and the price was right, you can rush through that deal really quickly. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, what Meltzer was saying was that Tony Khan was putting the finishing touches on it two weeks ago. Mm. So really, you know, like, for, and it was last October, November that ROH made the uh, hiatus announcement. So I've got to think as soon as that announcement was made, and Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated reported, mm -hmm. hey, the content library's for sale. Yeah. Surely Tony either approached them back in October or they approached Tony. Mm -hmm. So yeah, four or five months. Plasma PT. Morning, Pete and Ollie. On a personal level, TK buying ROH feels like when NXT became NXT 2.0. I am genuinely unhappy about this because ROH was a month away from showing its relaunch. It doesn't feel like a win because the wrestling world got smaller. There, There is that very... It's a small part of me, but there is a part of it that's like, okay, this is another really large wrestling company buying up another wrestling promotion. Hmm... hmm. Usually, I would agree with you. You know, you had this with WWE bought Progress and ICW and mm -hmm. all those relationships. But I feel like, unfortunately, the indie scene in general, apart from a few outliers like Define, GCW, the indie scene has taken a battering, right, after the last yeah. two years. 
So this feels more like ROH have been saved to me. Yeah, that's fair. But I, I see I see your, your concern, Petey. Opinionated movies. I think a brand split could work. If you do it, give each show a different feel. E.g. Dynamite is more wrestling, Punk Danielson, MJF, Keith Lee, and Rampage's indie, Cole Omega, Orange Cassidy, show for marks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the way to differentiate them. I think when you're describing Punk and Danielson as the people not for the marks, mm. you've lost sight of what yeah. is a mainstream star. Yeah. Uh, maybe then use ROH as a more developmental brand. ROH as <laughs> developmental makes sense to me. Let's get into the rest of the show. Keep on getting your chats in to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars. We've covered the opening. We've covered Danielson versus Daniels. But at the end of that match, Danielson cut a promo, said, give it up for Fallen Angel. In Ring of Honor, we used to shake the hands at the end of the match as well. And he shook Daniels' hand. And he said, ah, I'm not in Ring of Honor. And started kicking him in the head. Very good. Very good stuff. Thoroughly enjoyed this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not much else to it, but it was fun. Well, then Moxley interrupted, mm -hmm. came out, and of all the metaphors to use, he said that he's at a crossroads. I don't think that's weird. Well, I, that doesn't I think, fit with I the story. Think, I think you might be slightly reading too much into it. <laughs> how, does the, how does crossroads fit with their feud? Because he can choose two different paths. That's why he's... Which no, he's, he's already chosen it. to fight him. Well, yeah. I can't remember what the two options he said he, he had, honestly. I know he said that he was choosing like, the I one path that was through could... bullets, through fire, and through mm. you. I remember he said that was a fun line. But I can't remember what... It was, was it the other one just said he could walk away? Yeah. Because that's not an option. Hmm. I mm. Moxley, amazing as always. Oh, yeah. That, that stuck out weirdly. Yeah. Um, Danielson pretended he was going to fight right here, but then he walked off. Goddamn classic. Heel. Darby and Sting got a promo on Sammy because it's going to be a three-way. Darby versus Sammy versus Andrade. Mm. Why is that not the pay-per-view match? I don't know. <laughs> Sting put, needs to wrestle. Put that on Revolution. I, I mean, I guess, genuinely, they might have just gone, well, we should probably put Sting in a match. I, I don't understand that. No. Uh, then we got, for the next half hour, the Casino Battle Royal, or as I have taken to calling it, the losers from last week Battle Royal. Yep. Uh, for me, this was mostly entrances. Um, there wasn't the sort of fun spots and interactions we had in the match last week, but it did have the cool opening of Darius returning for, to reunite Top Flight. They lasted yep. all the way through to the end, but predictably, Young Bucks won. Yeah. Um, I think... Just as a note on on Darius coming back, when he came back, I was like, "Oh yeah, Dante's in a tag team." Like <laughs> I I totally forgot. I think they've done a really good job of like building up Dante Martin in Darius's mm. absence. So then being reunited, I'm like, I actually feel way more into Top Flight than I was before. Like when he left, so I think they've done a really really good job of that. Um, it was cool to see them back. The acclaimed had a good rap. Oh. Like I I love Max Cast. They got a really big pop when their music hit. The crowd yeah. went nuts for the acclaimed when they came out, which was cool. 
Y'all less popular than Glenn Jacobs' tweets. That's the one was line the killer I wrote line. down. That was well good. <laughs> Love it. Um, but it's, yeah. edgy. it's edgy. But he's an edge lord. He is an edge, an edge man. Um, I like edge. Yeah, sure. Uh, the last, the last crazy three. Hair. In fact, the last four teams that came out in this battle royal were Ryan Nemeth and Peter Avalon. Threats. The Gun Club. Credible. Brock Anderson and Lee Johnson. They could win it. And 2.0. Hmm. That's, that's your last four. When the music hit for 2.0, <laughs> I was like, whose music is this? Because <laughs> I swear they never get entrances. Yeah. They just appear at ringside and beat up Sting. I, like all of these teams, realistically, the ones who would look legitimate, like legitimate contenders of winning, FTR, to a degree top flight because of how they were treated in the match them, uh, itself, Santana and Ortiz. They didn't do anything in this match. The Young Bucks. They won. About it, right? Even and then it was just filled with Bear Country. And, Grace you, know. and you had best friends in there. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of great tag teams, but none of them felt like they had a chance of winning this. No, not at all. Which meant it was just a 30-minute way to get to the Young Bucks winning, which pretty much I'd figured out. There was a nice bit near the end where Darius could have won it. And I got into that, but yeah. I never believed it. No, I never believed it for a second that he was going to win. But it was quite fun. Um, but yeah, it was a low blow from Matt Jackson. A super kick on the outside got him the win. Uh, Red Dragon also came out to help the Bucks. They were kind of on the same page, which mm. I was I was more interested in that, I'll be honest, of them coming out that kind of helped eliminate FTR to help uh, the Bucks get the win in the end. And they were on the same page afterwards. They were celebrating with them, you know, doing little fist bumps and stuff. I was like, okay, they're on the same page. That's interesting. Yeah, because the previous week, they were very much at each other's throats. Mm. But Cole was like, no, you need to play nice boyfriends. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic Express came out on the ramp as well, and they all looked at each other. That was it. And this is kind of the story of the show. Outside of the ROH announcement, which to me is not a revolution hype thing. No. As newsworthy as it is. And the CM Punk MJF stuff, which mm -hmm. was 10 out of 10. Everything else on this show, particularly your big championship feuds, men's, women's, and tag belts, I was like, these the matches will be great, mm -hmm. but these stories, I just, I'm, I'm not that yeah. into them. I'm, I'm not either. I thought this was, I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head in your um, edited review when you're like, I'm still really excited for Revolution, but I don't think it's because of this show. Mm. I, like, I'm, it didn't, it didn't harm my excitement. I just wasn't more excited because of it. And you would have thought that this would have been the time to really kind of like nail all these stories, hammer it home to be like, you have to watch this Sunday because of this. And all it was like, well, we've already done all the hype. So here's the people that are going to be on the show. You get to see them fight. There you go. That's by the show, which isn't quite the, you know, the the high point you want to, mm -hmm. to leave them on really on the, on the go home shows. One of those very anticipated matches. Mm. We were arguing whether it's the third or fourth most anticipated match mm -hmm. on the Revolution card. Because we're it's like, fourth. Punk and MJF, number one. Yeah. Moxie and Danielson, number two. And then for me, it's probably Jericho and Kingston. But that's because I love Kingston and he's my best friend. Kingston's and, amazing. And then I'd put Cole and Page. Kingston's amazing. I really, really don't care about Jericho. <laughs> so that like brings But Jericho it down. does. Jericho really cares about himself, yeah. Um, which is why that... And I'd love Adam Cole. Hmm. So that's why Hangman and Cole is more anticipated for me than than Jericho Kingston. We got Jericho in a backstage promo uh, at this point when he said that the wrestling world is buzzing 
over their promo segment last week. He said mm-hmm. the words promo segment, mm-hmm. caught himself, and then went, sorry, Eddie would call that a conversation. And it's like, oh, yeah, screw Eddie for trying to pretend like this is real. <laughs> I didn't. I did not get the point of this. I did not like it when Jericho said you good you're a good promo last week. Or you know you're you could have been a great baby face last week. Yeah. And Eddie's like, What's a baby face? Yeah. Like, don't don't get me really into the emotion of this and then occasionally go, Oh, but it's fake. Yeah. I I'm trying to this is completely devil's advocate because I totally agree with you. Is Jericho trying to lean into more of like I'm a sports entertainer thing than I am a wrestler? So he's like doing a Oh, I'm going to say all the, you know, th- this is all the, the fake stuff because I'm not a real wrestler. I'm a sports entertainer. It doesn't really work, though. I think that, that definitely is, is a part of the feud. Yeah. Because you had the guy. It was last week was a sports entertainment yeah, segment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I don't think same promo segment no. is sports entertainment. Know. That's insider. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jericho then still said, I'm going to tell you to GFY, <laughs> which is cringy. And then Santana and Ortiz came in mm-hmm. and fist bumped him. Yep. So they're turning on it. They're turning on Jericho, right? Yeah. Got a clapper on the same page there. Yep. Because the problem is, if you give Eddie a win, which I think he should do by this mm-hmm. point, you have then given Eddie a win. Yes. Which means, like, the whole underdog loser, I beat myself on my own worst enemy thing is suddenly a bit done. However, if you give him a win because he's paired with Santana and Ortiz, then it's like, holy crap. That's interesting. Problem is, though, Jericho's the heel. Mm-hmm. Turning heel on the heel, I don't think will work. Kingston can make it work. Uh, I don't, because I think that would put Jericho in a babyface light. He'd, right he'd, get, he'd get cheered. Yeah. If Santana and Ortiz joined him and turned on Jericho, they'd get cheered. Yeah. Kind of like how the Kings of the Black Throne operate. Yeah, kind of. They could turn, when they turned heel on Cody, and everyone was like, yes! Yeah, but that was against Cody, so, yeah. you know. Uh, after that, we had the CM Punk response to the Syndrome promo from NJF the previous week. Mm-hmm. He comes out wearing white. And then this Brian Danielson confirmed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, he loves wearing other people's merch. <laughs> and at first, I was like, he had, this was like his whole speech, and it was long, and mm-hmm. it was it different. Was. Because he didn't do a pause for pop. He was like out there acting like he was thinking out loud. And the, the crowd were just silent. The crowd rubbished the, the whole night. But in this instance, I think they were genuinely captivated. Yeah, I think so. It was talking. more anticipation mm. than it was boredom. For sure. And Punk's sort of thesis was he he's woken up every day for his entire life, look himself in the mirror, splash face, Splash face on his face. Splash face on his face. <laughs> All the face. <laughs> and he asks himself, am I the bad guy? Mm-hmm. And with all the stuff with MJF and how he just, you know, fobbed him off, how he left, dro- dropped his ball and went home, mm-hmm. or took his ball and went home, rather. Um, what is he responsible for what MJF became? But then he's like, MJF should take the responsibility too, though. Yeah. Am I, am I being gaslit here? Mm-hmm. When my hero, Stone Cold Steve Austin, took his ball and went home, which I think he said something lesser people would say, yeah, as a shot against WWE because it's Punk, yeah. Um, he, you know, that didn't do anything to Punk. So he was like, "Today I woke up and I asked myself, 
am I a good am I am I the good guy? I'm trying to be. And he puts he invites Max out by this point, and he extends his hand for a handshake, and MJF hugs him with the most sincere emotional hug. Like a like a, a child being accepted by his father kind mm-hmm. of hug. Yep. That was nice. Wait, what did you not like it? Yeah. You didn't like it? Yeah. What? what? <laughs> I thought I thought we were on the same page here. I've been waiting for this. Um Oh no. I thought the segment was good. I do not think it was a 10 out of 10. And I'll tell you why, but finish explaining the segment first. Um, MJF hugs him like, oh my God. I'm like, where the hell do they go from here? They've just mm-hmm. resolved the entire story. Right, yeah. MJF steps back, kicks him in the dick. Of course he does. And he reveals it was a, th- all of this was premeditated. Mm-hmm. He opens his shirt. He's got the picture on a t-shirt and the pinnacle come down. They stop security from helping and they give him the diamond ring. He knocks out Punk. Punk bleeds a gusher. Oh, a I haven't seen that amount of blood on Punk since like ROH days, really, fittingly. Mm-hmm. And Sean Spears' dog collar starts choking him over the top of the rope. There's, you know, sort of parallels with other spots in Punk's career there. And MJF, I didn't know this, I've learned this since, when he says to Punk at the end, I'm a snake. Um... But the greatest trick the devil did is convincing the world didn't exist, etc. That is when Punk turned heel back in Ring of Honor. It's the same mm. promo. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's real good. That's a very nice touch. And then the babyface brigade ran down like way too late. To way late. Punk. Yeah. 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 Way he too was, late. He was already dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really liked all of this. Mm. And I, I will clarify by saying that I think MGF's promo last week was one of the best promos I've ever heard in my life. And it was oh, wonderful, amazing stuff. Um, I didn't know what to expect from the promo this week because I was really happy with where they left it for their match of being like, I know why MJF hates Punk now. I understand that he, like, it's like you said, it's a supervillain origin story. This is why he, he hates Punk so much. He doesn't want to kill his idol, but he has to. It, it's consumed him for ages. He has to kill him now. The reveal of this one, there's a possibility that MJF is still feeling all those emotions from last week and it's still very much like it's still eating eating him up inside and, and he's just kind of mask it with his hate. I didn't get that vibe from this promo. To me, this was like, it was all a ruse. That promo last week, that was bullshit. It doesn't matter. Swear jar. Uh, that one doesn't matter. It's He just came out and he tricked CM Punk because he's such a good actor. Way And I was like, oh, that's... Hmm. I, I wanted that character development for MGF. I wanted that supervillain origin story. And then for him to be like, ah, it was all a trap. And I was like, and I felt let down. I, I wanted, I, I love character stories. They're, 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 they're my thing, you know? And I, I didn't believe that MGF still felt that way. Because commentary was still putting over his way. Oh, he was lying the whole time and all that no, stuff. They, didn't. they did say that. No, they were like, um, they never said that, they said this bit was the ruse, mm-hmm. but the, the stuff last week, like they never denied that. I might have misheard, but... I'm pretty that, sure. That's that, how that, I that, certainly... Because I took I it the complete opposite to you. Yeah. Because, yeah, for me, it was like, uh, that the emotions and all that stuff just felt like it wasn't true anymore which is upsetting for me because i wanted it to be true 
That was the whole thing. So I was like, oh, that's okay, I guess. He's still MJF. He's still the bad guy, and I like that guy, but I just wanted the, the extra layer to it, which I didn't believe was now real. So you feel like this segment sort of went back a step on what was developed last week? Essentially, yes. I feel like this added another layer on top. Mm. So it doesn't negate anything that was said last week. All those emotions are still there, but it's that moment, and you get it in every film, really, worth its salt with a moral code, where the good guy, you know, it's the good guy versus the bad guy, they've got to have a battle at the end. Mm -hmm. And the good guy, because he is a good guy and he's morally, he has a moral code, he gives the bad guy a chance. Like, I'm sorry, let's just make up now. Please don't do this. Please don't go the bad way. Mm -hmm. And the bad guy's like, oh, you're right. You know, let's do that. Kicking the balls. Mm -hmm. And then it's then the bad guy's choice. Like, they, he's, they've put the good guy in that position. Yep. So they have to do it. And that, and that to me was what this segment was. Mm -hmm. You needed to dial up the tension to a full-on blood feud level again where Punk is like, I've got to, I've got to kill you. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, but you've, you've now laid this, this path. Yeah. 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 It, it was good. <laughs> I'm still very, very excited for the match. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry you didn't uh, love it, love it. Yeah. I, maybe it was just because last week was like, yeah, pretty much perfection that anything from that wasn't going to be as good. I maybe, maybe it's that. I don't know. I've written here. Not as good as last week. No. But still great. But, yeah. <laughs> but last week was, was the best thing they've uh, done. Oh, it's magic. Um, no, I, actually, I I think the, the match as well. So both of those things. Mm. Uh, Keith Lee and Ricky Starks are backstage. Um, Lee's going to have a warm-up match on Rampage. Why on earth hasn't he been wrestling every single week? <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to overdo it. <clears throat> also, um, Ricky Starks said, I'll see you when I see you. And Keith Lee said, I'll be there. Yes, because you'll be seeing him. That's sort of the point. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> Britt Baker and Jamie Hayder took on Mercedes Martinez and Thunder Rosa. Um, yeah, this was your standard AEW placement of a women's tag match, despite sure it having Baker in. Yep. Uh, a lot of it in the commercial break. The match wasn't great. The crowd were dead anyway and the freaking mjf punk stuff killed whatever in, in a good way killed oh, yeah. whatever excitement they had yeah um and then like rosa just hit her finisher on baker and one one kind of came out of nowhere mm. that's like baker does not get pinned that's what haters there for so in that respect like yeah build up the title match they're fighting on sunday but this you've had over a year since their last encounter to build this feud and it both feels like you've waited too long and rushed it at the same time mm -hmm. yeah that that's the best way to put it i think they waited they just got, all of us were like all right rosa baker two rosa baker two rosa baker two we're really excited for it rosa baker two and anytime they interacted we were like all the crowd were like oh yeah rosa baker two and then they've waited just a bit too long Rose has gone off and done some other stuff. <laughs> Baker's not been as interesting as she was before. I think it, during the, the initial parts of mm, her title mm. reign, some of that steam has kind of gone out of her character. And now Rose has come into it. They haven't really built a proper story into it. It was 
Vegas, I have Mercedes Martinez. She's also there. And now she's trying to defeat her. But now she's turned and she's with Rosa. And also there's Jamie Hayter who's having dissension with Baker. And also Hater uh, is in a feud with Mercedes Martinez as well at the same time. It's like, we just want Baker versus Rosa. Yeah, yeah. That's all we want. And it feels very, like, convoluted. And, yeah, they, they, have, they haven't put as much focus on it as they should. All they need to do is, hey, remember the lights out match we had? Let's fight again. That's all you need to do. I it staggers me that we have not had a one-on-one -on -one promo segment between them. Right, two great talkers. Well, you know Baker's Baker's a fantastic talker. Rosa is certainly authentic. Mm. <laughs> like she could say, I, I would believe whatever she says. Absolutely. So yeah, it's a real shame. Do you think she's gonna? I mean, we'll, we'll save that for the predictions. Actually. Yeah. Uh, um. Also, quick one. Stop hitting your champions. Just stop it. Oh no. That occasionally it works yeah but like baker also got pinned in the reho feud as well and people were like oh that well that's very specific mm. because you know reho has her number and she's never beaten her. i was like okay fine but well, you know i'll let that one go rosa just pinned her i was like why you're in a tag match just don't i think it's in this instance and in the rio one it's a crutch because they haven't got a bigger story that mm -hmm. they've told yeah if they'd told a bigger story and that happened i'd i'd be all for it uh, Tay Conti and Anna Jay are backstage. Jay Cargill walked in and said, no one cares about your karate S-word. Great line. Chris Statlander and Layla Hirsch got a video package ahead of their buy-in match. really like Layla Hirsch. Yeah, she's I, great. She, her presence is so good. Uh, Wardlow beat Cesar Bononi mm. in under a minute. Amid like Bononi ran off the ropes and somehow walked into a power <laughs> Walked into a power like, bomb. <laughs> he's a big guy. It was great. Yeah. Three power bombs, pin, amazing. But only he's a big boy. Got him up easy. It's just I I do not think that this is like them taking a shot at a Moss. But literally on Raw, a Moss had a match against Dijak, mm -hmm. and the whole thing was he's never fought someone this big. And Wardlow's thing was he's never fought someone like Benoni. But he he faced what's his name <laughs> friggin. Big hairy dude from the factory, Nick Comoroto. Oh yeah, yeah. Faced him before. Yeah, you're He's right. A big dude. Different build. Different, oh, yeah. different big dude. Um, what was great about this though was that afterwards Spears, as his his weird psychotic way, went to hit Benoni with the chair afterwards, and Wardlow stopped him. And oh my god, the facials on both guys. You notice me saying facials has become mm -hmm. a bit of a thing. Oh, has it? I just, people keep like bringing it up quoting like ollie says these guys have got great facials because it's a porn thing oh yeah i, I know that much if yeah no yeah 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 no i got that but um, wardlow's there like so composed like mm -hmm. mate, does not move yeah and sean spears is there also not moving yeah but then he just his eyes just look <laughs> behind him. spears cell was fantastic mm. really good timing on it of just like waiting for just right amount of time and then his eyes move and then he lets go of the chair and then his head turns. It was all like in, sorry to hit the microphone, just all in steps one after the other. And it all just flowed really, really perfectly. And then Spears like took off his beanie and got in Wardlow's face and Wardlow stepped back up to him and towered over him and looked down at him. And he was like, all right. And just like decided to, to think against it. I thought for a second, I thought he was going to leave. Wardlow turned around to celebrate. I thought Spears was going to whack him in the back with a chair, uh -huh. but he didn't. He just walked away. Well, when Spears was exiting the ring, he mm. did do a little bit of a double take. He did, did look back and I was like, he's going to hit him with the chair. Mm. He's going to hit him with the chair. And he didn't. Excellent performance from both guys. So good. Uh, we got a Malachi Black promo. Well, it's the full House of Black, actually. Mm. And the house always wins. 
Um, and then we cut backstage. MJF, well, Spears is with Wardlow. Spears is excited. He's like, hey, hey, look what Max is going to give you. And MJF comes in and says, hey, you've been so good recently. If you win the TNT title, you get to keep it. I, I won't take it off you. You're not going to win it anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's like, nah, not like you're going to win it anyway. And goes to walk away. Wardlow speaks up to MJF. He's like, well, it's only because I'm too busy always making sure that you win. That got an audible ooh, ooh from the crowd, which was nice. MJF came back in, slapped Wardlow, and just reminded them that you don't work for AEW, you work for me. For what's of me, you and your family be out on the streets. It's like, okay, I want the turn really bad. Mm. Really, really bad. Yeah, you've got to think it's coming soon. It's got to be coming soon. I would anticipate coming sooner either... than Via. What are we getting first? Oh, this turn is happening before yeah. Via. Yeah, definitely. Um, what do you, what do you want to bet? Fiverr. <laughs> oh, it's too too rich for my blood. Right. Because there's a, a point that me and me and Adam and Andy were talking about it on our lunch break. We were sort of fantasy booking Wardlow's turn on uh, when we were playing speedrunners, and um, we were saying that the turn shouldn't happen at Revolution because we don't want it to mar. CM Punk's probable victory over MJF. Uh, you don't want it to be like he only won because of Wardlow or whatever, but we think a fun moment could be if MJF asks for the ring from Wardlow and he just turns away and walks off. Mm. Would be a really cool moment at Revolution and that then fuels yeah. the eventual turn that would happen for the next like pay-per-view cycle, the next cycle after that, because then it can go straight into an MJF-Wardlow feud after Revolution, because I think that would be a good next step for him. 100%. Yeah. Tony Khan bought an entire wrestling promotion on this episode. Sure did. I think it's a bit of an oversight that he hasn't signed Wardlow directly <laughs> to a contract. Did we ever get a Wardlow is all elite? <laughs> Has that ever happened? I don't know. And the main event was Hangman Page tagging with John Silver and Alex Reynolds taking on Adam Cole, Bobby Fish and Carlo Riley. Great match, really fun, told an excellent story. Page and Cole were sort of initially... That they just had this sequence where they reversed every single move. Mm -hmm. Then Cole would like back off from Paige until Paige played possum. Cole gets in like, well, and then Hangman just stands up like, no, I'm going to beat your ass now. Um, but spot. ultimately, Cole pinned Reynolds, as he should have done mm -hmm. when you look at that lineup. You notice that he didn't pin the champion in this match. <laughs> it's so easy. And... They then gaffer taped Paige's arms to the ring ropes and beat up the Dark Order and slapped him around a little bit as well. Tying into yeah. that whole theme of friendship that's such a big thing with Hangman. We're going to beat up your friends in front of you mm -hmm. while none of your other friends come down for the save. Yeah. I was either expecting more Dark Order to come out <clears throat> or the Young Bucks to further oh, that yeah. thing. Yeah, that with like, nice. So, you know, maybe it would be the Babyface would come out Young Bucks would come out to even the odds mm. or whatever. They'd clear some of the Dark Order off, but then they'd stop them attacking Hangman more or something like that to try and further more of the tag feud and also the whole elite story they got. But there was just nothing. It was just Undisputed Era stand tall and that was the show. I, was I like, really oh, okay. like that. I really like that. And all of a sudden, you've got the Young Bucks and Paige on one side of the ring. Exactly. Just because he's gaffer taped. Mm -hmm. But then you've got Cole and Red Dragon on the other. Precisely. That, that's... That, that's what I was expecting. So I felt a little bit let down when it was like, and that's the show. I was like, oh, oh, okay. That's that all right. That is a genuine go-home angle. Yeah. Because this go-home angle was just like, ah, yeah, sure. No, that was, I enjoyed the match. Yeah, that was a perfectly fine way to, to mm -hmm. continue the story. But I don't buy Cole as a threat, really. But if you add in 
what you're saying, adding in the thing of, oh no, one of these factions could have all the belts. Mm -hmm. That's a lot more interesting. I agree. Mm. I do agree with my own idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, overall, I actually gave this the lowest score I've given Dynamite all year. I gave it 79%. And I which know is still a full like 10% over the, the oh, next Raw. Yeah, easily. Um, and this was a decent show. This was good. It just wasn't great. Mm. That's what I put it at. Because you... Uh, we talk about this a lot, and I, d I don't know if, if a lot of viewers share the same opinion. I'm of the opinion that a go-home show for a pay-per-view should be one of your better shows. That should be the one where you, you culminate all the big stories and you go, here's why you should buy the pay-per-view. Big angles, here's, the, here's all the good stuff for, for you to, to see on the, the Sunday show. And this one felt like it was good. It did stuff to build the show. It featured all the people that are on the show. You know, it didn't you know completely ignore the pay-per-view as some other companies sometimes do, where they just don't talk about the pay-per-view whatever or don't really build it at all. They still built the, the, the Sunday show, just I thought it was moderately effective. Mm. And it was a good show. Last week's show was a much better go. Actually. It was, yes. Let's see what you all thought again with the Omega chat. Opinionated movies. Just want to, to clarify, by Mark Indy Show, I meant the more flippy S-word gymnastics that guys like Omega, the Bucks, Cole all do, where they don't really sell much. Punk and Danielson aren't mainstream, but they're more Mid-South wrestling. I think you don't want to... One of the great things about AEW is the clash of styles. You don't exactly. want to separate those apart. Uh, Am Alamac... Tony Khan buys wrestlers and a wrestling promotion like it's a steam sale. <laughs> Am I going to play with this? I already have a backlog. I've only played with Keith Lee for two hours. Ah, well, just put it in the car. <laughs> it's very funny. Russell Tyler Sanderson. ROH is much better off being owned by Tony Khan than a POS company like Sinclair that just buys up intellectual property, S's all over it, then sells. Probably. Well, it's probably made a big old loss. Mm. On... Actually, no. Uh, maybe they... I mean, they bought it back in 20... 11 they probably made a profit probably made a profit off hd net i used to watch those shows mm. uh, anonymous says honestly get hunter to run roh's <laughs> developmental dark and elevation can be free channels where they stream good matches from roh before moving them up to aew hunter can easily have a creative group come up with stories and have a meeting with tony sure a lovely idea yeah doubtful it will happen no his father-in-law and wife a very high up in WWE. Uh, Tem Ruzza, Pete with... Actually, Tony Khan said this once, mm. but it was back when Shane was released in an interview. He said something to the effect of, yeah, I don't think having a family member of my the owner of my biggest competition in my company mm -hmm. is a smart move. Yeah, <laughs> you, pretty you much. Could, it could be a spy. Mm -hmm. Tem Ruzza, Pete, with this deal just being done within the past two to three days, and with all the assets they have, it will be a little bit before they know what they're going to do. As an Honor Club member, I'm so excited. Imagine how you'd feel if WWE got hold of it. Oh, significantly worse, <laughs> for sure. Um, but I will still say, you wouldn't have bought it unless you had an idea of what you wanted to do with it. Mm. You wouldn't just buy it for the sake of it. Christopher Jazzkathausen, sad news about ROH. They were a true alternative and a spiritual successor to ECW. They will be missed. This happened to coincide with AEW raising their prices on fight. Not sure I'm going to renew, to be honest. We'll see how I feel going forward. Fair enough. 
you know, the, the, most people I think are, are very excited, but there have been a few who are like, ah, it's a shame. Yeah. I think people just like having more options, more promotions out there. So having more promotions come together is not necessarily what people want to see. Nick Corvello, in regards to the ROH news, what do you think will happen to Impact's current ROH-related storylines to honour no more faction and Deonna Perazzo as ROH and AAA champ? Will Impact have Deonna drop the belt ASAP and honour no more quit mentioning ROH? Potentially. Potentially? I don't think so. I think that TK would probably just let that storyline play out, let it just continue as it is for a little bit before changing into whatever direction he wants to take it. Or just buy Impact as well. Sure. Temrizer again. The ROH DLC in the AEW game will be incredible. Yes, it will. William Regal for new ROH GM talent manager. He has such, like a legit, very good background in mm -hmm. uh, scouting. So that would be a great hire. Can't wait for that hour-long BTE after this week's huge week in AEW. All In should be an additional pay-per-view in the year now as well. Cody needs to be head of ROH. Hashtag excited. William Tochi Jr., down a Pete, not appreciating the whole ROH thing. Boo. Think of what this could set up. A possibility for an all-in two. Also, Tony's Twitter announcement of this says it's solely owned by Tony, not AEW. So maybe it is a separate company. Jam that jam. ROH is all elite. Sorry, I just don't I just don't have the emotional attachment to Ring of Honor. Sorry. It's fair enough. Legit underboss. ROH should be an NXT type when the where the younger member of the rosters like Hook, Anna J, Lee Moriarty can wrestle every week instead of once a month. Also, you're less popular than Glenn Jacobs tweet was the line of the night. Forget about it, cuz. <laughs> Forget about it, Kerr. Um Forget about it, Kerr. Uh I don't like the idea of people wrestling every week. I quite like that they get cycled in and out Oh yeah, as part of the, the regular programming. I think it is detrimental to have a talent wrestle every week. I think what Legit Underboss is saying is the younger wrestlers should get more reps. More in. experience, yeah. So not sure. necessarily televised. Gotcha. But, yeah. That makes sense. Hot take. Of course. Uh, about the punk MJF stuff, Lakshmi Narasimhan B says, uh, As great and heartfelt as MJF's promo was, I, and probably most people, did see this coming. Still, who else thought of Jake Roberts when MJF said, mm. I'm a snake? I was hearing whispers of trust me in my head. Here's to never turning him face. Hashtag jam that jam. It's a face to me. Mm. Dixon Cider said, uh, Hi guys, I'm putting this out uh, early, but as an anime fan who knows the intricacies of villains and their origin stories, when Twitter sympathized MJF, that was their first mistake. Once a villain is a villain, he can't be changed. No, villains have redemption arcs all the time. Absolutely. Zeke the Freak, yes, that one, said, uh, Speaking of lackluster title feuds, one of the conversations we were having in the crowd was whether or not CM Punk vs. MGF would or should main event. I insisted it wouldn't because the World Championship match would, but Punk vs. MGF should due to the build. It's the best storyline. It's the biggest profile match. Uh, I agree, but I think Tony's already said he'll be putting the World Championship match on last. Yep. And I agree, but I yep. don't want to follow Punk MJF. No. Goodness me. Harrison Earl said, 100% agree with you on the MJF promo, Pete. Just makes it look like mm. Max was lying about everything last week, completely undoes the sincerity of it, and actively ruins that segment. I wouldn't go that far personally. Uh, a better angle to take would be MJF refusing Punk's apology, for me at least. I think he did refuse them. Well, <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, I also wouldn't... Yeah, I don't think it ruined last week's one. It just made me go, oh, okay. Because it was still a magic promo and MGF's a genius when it comes to acting. Kevin said, I totally expected MGF to hit a low blow while hugging Punk and then say, I got my hug, but it's too late now. And then destroy Punk like he did. So I get why Pete felt this way. It doesn't make the segment worse in my view, but I understand him. Hmm. 
uh, about Baker Rosa. Dan Torkel said, uh, how's this for the women's title? Britt retains when Ring of Honor champ Deonna Perazzo interferes. A supercard of honor, Rosa wins the Ring of Honor title from Deonna, leading to a title for title ladder war between Britt and Rosa at double or nothing. I don't know why it would be a ladder war, but um, that's, yeah, I like, all, I like all of that. It gives Baker a win and Rosa an unofficial win. Yeah. Kind of a, a cool rubber match there. Yeah, it's yeah, nice. Uh, Nick Corvello said, hey guys, glad to be up early again to Omega Chat. I'm really glad Darius Martin got the showcase he did in the Royale. Was afraid he'd be eliminated first since Dante is over, but they gave Darius the much needed spotlight to reintroduce him to new fans. Yeah, that Agreed. was a good bit of booking. Yeah, for sure. We've got lots of chats. I just scrolled ahead. Thank you, everybody. Oh my God, we do. <laughs> uh, all right, let's continue on the AW miscellaneous one. Sadie Deganhausen, hello, said, uh, Hey, beautiful boys. Dynamite was so much fun. Love the shout out to Shane McSweaty <laughs> by TK. Uh, so happy to see Darius is back. Top fight looked like stars. I really want Wangman to retain over Budge. And MGF made me cry for the second week. Okay, bye. Thank you. And the emojis. And the emojis. It's a little bear. A little polar kind bear. Of waving, and a heart. Thanks. Uh, Zoe Sung said, Everyone loves the acclaimed. Yes, I'm so happy they got the massive pop. Also, MGF is New Age Ring of Honor CM Punk. He's a snake after all. Best face besides Hangman and the acclaimed. Very good. Charles Berg said, Brian shakes Daniel's hand. Me. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Brian grabs Daniel's hand after the fight. Me. Oh, that's not nice. Uh, Punk and MGF hug. Me. Oh, that's nice. Punk bleeding more than Flair on a day off. Me. Oh, that's not nice. Page versus Cage on Rampage. Nice. Yeah, not a bad, not, not a good day for sort of welcoming gestures. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they, they, they got off uh, on that one. Yeah, also, yeah, Ethan Page versus Christian Cage for the last Face of the Revolution qualifier mm. on Rampage, which I kind of sort of unintentionally spoiled on Wrestle League. My bad. Oh, no. I wondered why Christian Cage yeah. was on there. And you just said it I now. Spoiled it, spoiled it again. <laughs> anyway. Fran Chile said, I mean, did anyone really think that Christian Cage was going to lose? Uh, Fran Chile said, uh, really, Ollie, the lowest of the year. This is one of the best go-homes they've done. This is why the people want Pete and Tempest to review the shows. I was probably more Pete negative than Ollie was <laughs> for this episode. Take the challenge, you cowards. Sorry, Luke, you are just guilty by association. Hashtag LIW for life. Thanks, but I did actually agree with Ollie on this episode. Uh, but honestly, seriously, you really need to rate some Dynamites 5 out of 5. I know you changed the rating system now. But seriously, that was crazy. <laughs> hey, people wanted a change. <laughs> I don't think they'll ever see a, a full hundred. Nope. You never know, though. Uh, Legacy King, say, if they do that Ring of Honor evasion angle and they have the exact thing that you fantasy booked, Danielson and Punk turn and they join Team Ring of Honor, would you give it a hundred? No, because for a hundred, it has to be better than what I've already thought. <laughs> <laughs> and they're joined by Samoa Joe. Mm. Well, uh, now you've said it, I can't, can't do that one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Legus King said, uh, great episode. I'm even more excited for the weekend now. I'll be watching The Batman on Friday and watching Revolution in a movie theater nearby. The theater also plays uh, the buy-in, so I'll be spending <laughs> eight hours in the theater this weekend. Goodness me. That's a long time. Omar Hosue said, uh, Firstly, I wanted to apologize for not making such an obvious connection in the last week's episode to not only you guys, but to anyone I could have possibly offended by not realizing my mistake in the moment. Mm. Mistakes like these will only happen once. Now that's been said, I feel that an AEW streaming service is kind of inevitable, right? Having the tape library of both your three-year-old company as well as uh, Ring of Honor's 20-year-old history, I feel like we're waiting on a release date at this point, maybe after Revolution? Yeah, I think that's uh, it's probably... It, Tony's always said it was part of his plan. And yeah, but I... Nobody, I think, thought what you were saying last week was intentional. Mm. Uh, so don't don't feel bad about that. You, you recognised it. 
Uh, Nick Corvello said, Dan Housen has gone from just helping Orange Cassidy to helping another best friend member in Trent. Surely this means he's going to be a member of best friends oh soon, God. right? If so, that means he'll be a member of New Japan's Chaos, and I'm all for it. Is that why they're called Chaos? Because they're so chaotic, man. <sighs> Who knows? Steven Guzman said, I love Hangman as champ and still think he should hold it for a while, but MGF surely has to be the one to take it off of him. Give MGF a really long run, and then I truly believe Eddie Kingston needs to be the man to take it off MJF. All my favorites. Yeah, literally, all my favorites. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. I mean, we could probably talk about this in the prediction stream, but maybe have a think now. If Hangman does retain, who do you think his next challenger will be? Hmm. Mm. Charles Berg says, uh, so I switched the first letters of wrestlers' names for fun. Here's some AEW favorites. Rody Chodes, uh, Mon Joxley, Ronda Thosa, Hat Mardi, Jat Maxson, Mick Naxson, <laughs> the, the Bong Yucks, Britt Baker, <laughs> Britt Baker, Britt Baker, Thuck Kayla, uh, Gammy Savara. Okay, I've got no more jam that jam. Thanks, Charles Berg. Uh, the only one that made me laugh there was Britt Baker. Britt Baker, mm. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Model Fiber said, Hey guys, first time Ultra Chat, currently on my way to Orlando for Rampage and Revolution. I am so effing excited. Thanks for all the work you do. LIW for life. Jam that jam. Thank you so much. Hope you have a great time. Nate S said, uh, How can you pick what uh, what match steals the show? MJF Punk, Adam Adam, mm. Thunder Dr. Britt, Mox Danielson, Tag Triple Threat. This card is absolutely stacked. Can't wait. I'm so excited to go jam that jam. Last night, it was significantly smaller crowd than usual for sure, but I thought we still sounded pretty good and felt like there was good energy all night. Maybe didn't come across on TV. I'd say it was one of the weakest crowds in a mm. long, long time, I'm afraid. Yeah. Like you said, maybe they just weren't mic'd correctly or something. Austin Falco said, I think Ollie might be right in his review about Tony Khan being on some sort of drugs. He has three women's matches booked for a single <laughs> show on Sunday. In all seriousness, it's great to see the division being given time, even if the builds are a bit lackluster. I agree. Uh, the bad one, Jam Beard, said, 79%? Really, Ollie? This was easily a 90% show and a great go-home show. Also, could you make the Revolution watch-long show as a fundraiser show to help Ukraine? I haven't really thought about doing anything like that. We'll no. look into it. Yeah. Uh, the... 79%, yeah. It's, I, I, because I've got other shows that I've ranked, mm -hmm. I can quite easily now go back and go, oh, I gave this, that thing. So mm -hmm. for me, subjectively, it is 79. Stone Cold Steve Atkin said, I know logically Wardlow or Keith Lee should win the ladder match, but surely the visual of Claudio Castagnoli literally <laughs> grabbing the, bar, the brass ring is an unmissable opportunity. Also, it should be Hater who beats DMD, not Rosa, then mm. Statlander, after Hater. I like Hater, but come on, Rosa is money. Absolutely. She needs the belt. Absolutely. She deserves, like, she would be great with the belt. Also, my keyboard has come up and I can't get rid of it, and now I can't read the chats anymore. Do you want me to read? Yes. Zeke the Freak, yes, that one. I was at the show last night. First time at an AEW show, great time. I had a support wrestle talk sign, but I was behind the ring post opposite the hard cam. FNL. Also, Rebel told me to STFU, and it was the best moment of my life. <laughs> Wish I got it on camera. Kevin, call me a nitpicker, but what's the point of interviews in AEW? Takeons, he didn't even say a word and then immediately said, of course they're going to interrupt me. Happened twice on this mm -hmm. show of someone being like, I'm here with this person and they're interrupted. It's like, is there any point at this point? Tony Schiavone is a glamorized mic stand. Mm. BT, B Tetoric. It's moved. B Tetoric. What do you think of the odds that Veer's debut actually happens at AEW instead of Raw? <laughs> Legitimately could see it. Pretty low. 
that'd be great. Matt Carney. With AEW and WWE going for different markets, out of these four options is WWE, number one, a toy company. Number number two, a wrestling company with some elements of a toy company. Three, a wrestling company. Four, a toy company with some elements of a wrestling company. <clears throat> two? I would say two, um, but I would say... You know, they're not a toy company anymore. They are a IP company, similar mm. to Disney. Yeah. Tam Ruzza, I can see it in the next TV negotiations, Rampage becoming two hours <clears throat> and put in a better time slot. In terms of Revolution, this is going to be a ridiculously incredible show. Can't wait. Can't wait for the live Rampage and for the TNT title shot. Thank you, Tony Khan. It's not live. I don't think it is live, is it? No, it was taped. No, That's yeah. how we know <laughs> the result. Yeah. But it is in Orlando, right? And people are on their way to Rampage to watch it live. Oh. I thought it was a live one. But then I, when I went to go check the card to put on Wrestle League, it said that Christian Cage was in the match. So I was like, huh. Maybe they just got it wrong on Wikipedia. It's been known. Rick Jarrett. Wouldn't Tony have to give Wardlow a contract if he becomes champion? Yeah. Zareph. Has been a member for seven months. I really wonder how many titles will change on Sunday, but I'm excited for Revolution nonetheless. Looking forward to Keith Lee's tune-up match on Friday. Yeah, boy. Carl McVicker, I have a conspiracy for you guys. With Hunter not even being backstage and pretty much all of his team cut or have lesser roles, do you think that he has a problem with Steph or Vince? I can't wait for Revolution. Got my whiskey and food ready. Jam that jam. I find it very amusing <coughs> if he had a problem with Steph. I think there's obviously something amiss. Vince is disappointed that NXT lost to AEW. Mm -hmm. And Triple H is being corporately punished for that. Yes. Double Beef Gaming, thanks for your donation. Keith Lloyd just giving away $5 American to Boo Ali. LIW for life. Thank you. Laksimham Marasimham B. Well, usually Ollie's the negative one in these streams. I guess he can take the chopper out of the Ol Authority, but he can't take the Ol Authority out of the chop chops. I'm sorry, all right? I just say what I think. People say that I just hate WWE and I love AEW. I don't. I hate them both. I don't hate them both. <laughs> I, just, I just say it like it is. Fran Chili, never mind, Pete. You have failed us. Clearly, the Ol Authority is back. Let's just get Luke and Tempest on these reviews. That would be a long show. Oh they can God. both they can both talk for a long time. Hector Rodriguez has become a member. Nice work. Mundy says that you should both be ashamed of yourself. You call yourself champions. Luke Owen always wore that title with honor and pride. I think it should be a triple threat at WrestleJamia for both titles. Tribal Pete versus Ollie Davis versus Luke Owen DAD jam that jam. Maybe. Probably not, though, because we've already had the Rumble winners. The Jamble winners, sorry. I don't have anything else to... Like. I don't have, like, emails to read, because I don't have a... Uh... You know, Luke, yeah. Luke normally has like his laptop or something to read off, and I I don't because I've just got my tablet. My laptop has decided to, like, if it isn't connected to electricity, it's gonna go no. <laughs> so it's a desktop. That's all it is. Yeah, now. That, it's just a, mo a mobile desktop. Yeah, and I've not gotten used to it. Just dies every time. Like within mm -hmm. five to ten minutes of me unhooking it. Yeah, and it's been doing that for three days. Yeah, I have not gotten used to it. Mm -hmm. So. It keeps happening. I was watching AEW Dynamite this morning. Dead. I was editing a video, uh, doing the back end stuff, just before we came in here. Dead. Mm -hmm. After when I was like 
three minutes in. It's not gone yeah. well. No. You should probably get that looked at. Golf puns, though. Get that checked out. Oh, we're going back to that. Okay. Golf puns. Uh, let's yeah, they played golf. Several times, yes. Yeah. Quite a lot. I used to play quite a lot when I was well, younger. there you go. So yeah. you've got the experience. You're not a pretender. Not a pretender. You're no. fair weather. Um, golf punner. Yep. I, I could probably do something disgusting with uh, uh, mucus and the like, because, you know, bogey. This thing. Uh, could do something along those lines, you know. But I thought you were going to be like a classy... Maybe. I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet, Ollie. You That's said you're going to win bit. in a fair way. Yeah. Or maybe he doesn't go on the fair way. He goes... Into the rough. Into the rough. Yeah, exactly, oh, right? Weirdly sexual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Need to come up with more. Like you, I said, wait, wait, the wait. You're, of the but you're the caddy. Yeah, but... You're I'm not the golfer. Well, I'll probably call him... Well, it's weird. If you call someone the golfer, it's like, eh. You, if you want, call someone the caddy, that's better. You want to have a valet called the caddy. Yeah. And your name should be Max Golf. <laughs> Max Golf? <laughs> why Why Max? Hey. Just Maximum Golf, I guess, right? Yeah, no, it's just, yeah, my, my name's Max. Max Golf. And you dress like a golfer. Yeah, of course. There's no confusion yeah. about what you are. Is he Scottish? I feel like he'd be Scottish. I don't know why. With he a just name would. like Max, maybe not Max. Hmm. Hmm. Because Max Golf would be very kind of upper class, stereotypical rich boy. Oh no, I think Max Golf is the bad boy of golf. Oh, you reckon? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Sunglasses. Mm-hmm. You know, Dangly they have earring. The mm-hmm. the blazers, the green blazers. Uh-huh. When you win the masters Masters. yep well done he'll turn that inside out (laughs) oh i like like it fresh prince of bel-air so i've won the masters but i'm disrespecting the masters by just turning it inside out yeah you they actually stripped you of your jersey Mm -hmm. yeah because uh, i don't know hit someone with a gold club yeah yeah you you raged out john mcenroe style yeah and then had several affairs and all your sponsors dropped you I happy Gilmore dip without yeah. without that the other butt. Yeah, t- you Tiger Woods did. Yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 let's go with that. Yeah, yeah. Tiger Woods. Um, would be another one for to. to do Tiger a pun Woods off. has got too cool a name yeah. for his profession. True, he really does. So yeah, that like that sounds like you've came up with a crap gimmick. <laughs> yeah, I have. What's the name of your golf wrestling character, Tiger Woods? Tiger Woods. On, that's a bit too on the nose, mate. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. Uh. Oh man, I'm now I'm now really struggling. Now I don't know whether I want it to be, you know, Max Golf, Max Golf, the bad boy of golf, mm-hmm. or kind of a more more straight down the straight down the fairway kind of guy. You I know, think you're gonna get ripped apart. You reckon? Yeah, you just you come in here, said yeah, I've got, I'm I'm gonna play roles with the yeah. big boys, the- and and you've not thought of anything past fairway, uh-huh. which was admittedly great. <laughs> But you've got nothing And now. winning in four. Come on. Okay, I had two things. Mm. Uh, and also, I don't know if you know this about role-playing games. There's a lot of improvisation. So I'm going to improvise. That's sort of the point. Hey, to, you you, know, you're telling me because, you know, a lot of people, when they saw the end of CVW Season mm-hmm. 1 and Golden Joe just turned on his own dad, mm-hmm. completely improvised. Because mm-hmm. I got the sense that Tom and Adam wanted me to do something else. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> I thought that. I You're thought like, the no, way that I'm flipping the script. Yeah, the way they yeah. were trying to lead me, it wasn't it wasn't creatively exciting. <laughs> Doesn't work for me, brother. But that came to me. <laughs> so you're telling me 
Mr. Appointment Viewing mm-hmm. about yeah. spontaneity. Yeah. Oh, I'm there. I'm yeah. there. Yeah. I'm a bit worried, though, about the new series of CBW. Why is that? Because <clears throat> not, it's not like I've role played since. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we had that one session of Luncheon, Luncheons oh, yeah. and Dragons. Yeah. That happened, and then we never finished it because yeah, COVID. Yeah. Who knows what would have happened? Mm. I do. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> Luke, uh, a lot of the reason mine my stuff works is because Luke's there. I agree. Because he's so easy to play off of. Right. And he does a lot of the hard work. Yeah. Um, so thank God he's there. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a wonderful second mm-hmm. to Golden Show. And he's happy. He's happy to be the second. He's just happy to be there. You know, <laughs> he's happy to be that guy. Though I don't. Is he going to be happy now? Well, I'm so curious to know. Look, this isn't too much of a spoiler. But two years of time have <gasps> passed. Okay. Wow, that's a long so it's time. Not, it's not like boom, we're getting right into. Yeah, it. and I've been asked like, we've been asked to come up with what our characters have done in the mm. two years. Yeah, what do you think I should see? The thing is, I feel like you can come up with something really compelling, but knowing you, you'd be like, went on undefeated streak, world champion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, won, won everything. <laughs> <laughs> Literally every belt possible, won it. Belt collector, round round the world. Now I'm coming back. Became Hollywood mega megastar. Scored in, uh, starred in every movie. Actually, going to the movies is not a bad idea. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Uh huh. And then, then uh, his dad finally accepts him as well. After you beat him up. Yeah, he expects. He he, he mm-hmm. respects. Yeah. An iron fist, a golden fist, a golden fist. On that note. That's going to do it for this episode of the WrestleTalk Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll see you for more content soon. There's going to be predictions later today. There's going to be other stuff. I'm on the, the Friday show with Denise tomorrow. The reunion of Team Panice. <laughs> Love it. Uh, and then it's going to be me and Tempest on Saturday. Got Revolution live reactions oh. as well with Ollie and Luke on Sunday. So subscribe to the WrestleTalk Podcast YouTube channel if you have not already. Thanks for listening. We Love you very much. Stay safe. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.